0: was that good enough jp was that good enough of a mic check yeah i guess (laughs) betty's not jet setting across the country or across the world anymore what's up Dude, it's good to be back. Our ratings plummet when you're not on the show. No one listens. We're still waiting for our first listen from episode 44. <laughs> you can't leave us high and dry again. No one cares if it's just JP and I. You hold the whole thing together.
1: Yeah, say like the word gets out, and then it's it's just over as soon as somebody realizes that you're not on the episode. Yeah, and we I think we I think we maybe teased that you wouldn't be on it. So that's our fault. no no no
0: listen. It's yeah. one second maybe. in the intro. They can tell these guys don't got good quap. there's no no quaff detected
2: well in 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 your guys' defense there was not a whole lot going on in terms of Oregon State
0: sports last Last week week. yeah
2: not
0: not as much as usual there's, there's always something going on there's always something you got you. You missed our. Uh, you break. just were
1: in Mexico, so of course you didn't know what yeah. was going on. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <What> to me,
0: <laughs> there was no news. <laughs> well, you all plugged. Yeah, he, you turned off the DMs for Benny's Scoops, uh, and just <laughs> any scoops today, Benny. Nope, nothing. Haven't checked. I
2: have to tell you, uh, I tried to unplug as much as possible when I was we, down in Mexico, and we, we I would highly suggest doing that. It was <laughs> we, amazing. You still post it on Instagram like every day. Yeah. I said for the I mean for the most part I unplugged. I still had <laughs> Wi-Fi if yeah. I needed it. Do you guys remember when we
1: thought Benny was like had been murdered?
2: <laughs> That's the only I do remember this. One of the only reasons why I was like <laughs> i mean i i don't think i responded a whole lot back in our text chain, but i wanted to make sure that like something was putting being put out there in the ethosphere <laughs> to make sure you guys didn't go on a search for me again i feel
1: like we should get into this because we should it was it was i don't know maybe a year maybe it was over a year it ago it was definitely it was
0: during 2020 like it was still the pandemic was still oh well, the pandemic still is raging yeah, <laughs> um, it was still newly was raging still, yeah it was it, so we didn't know you didn't tell us that you were going out of town. No, and no, we knew
1: he was out of town. I think we knew you were out of town.
0: But what yeah, happened
1: but- was uh I had posted a, um, a an image to our group chat. That was like, Hey guys, if I got my father-in-law to make these Oregon State shirts, would you want to order one? And everyone was like really quick to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for you, Benny. And then at like four in the morning Pacific time, not even like three in the morning Pacific time, we got like hand raise emoji and and that was it. And I was like, <laughs> what? That was weird. And then and, and then like a, a couple of days went by and I'm finally like, has anyone heard from
0: Benny in a while? And You texted me in a panic. And yeah. I was like I'm sure it's fine. Why do you think Benny is in trouble? And you're like, check his Twitter, he hasn't tweeted anything. No, no, it wasn't <laughs> even just that.
1: I went, I went super investigative reporter on you, Benny, because I was like, you hadn't tweeted anything. You hadn't liked anything on Twitter, which is also very rare. You hadn't replied to anyone in a trolling uh, tone, which was even more rare. It's so rare. And then, it, then I got really concerned. So I was like, I know one thing that he went and met. Oh no, this all kind of started up because you hadn't, you did not set your fantasy football lineup. That's oh, why I asked oh, everybody. If that's how, me. you know,
0: if something's wrong.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but the, the <laughs> final nail in the proverbial coffin that you weren't laid in was, uh, the fact that you had not made a pick on streak for the cash. <laughs> and, and that's when I was like, oh no, Benny is in a lot of trouble. And I rounded up everybody. We had like an emergency FaceTime. <laughs> it was
2: like midnight. It time. was.
0: I know. I got on and people were like, where's Benny? What's happening? And I was just like, I'm sure it's fine. And then. Until
1: I started giving you my evidence.
0: Yeah. And we reached out. Uh, I think we sent. I sent you a message. Yeah. We sent messages to all of your social media accounts, Benny. And then <laughs> I don't even think we knew Yuri's last name at this point. But no. I don't think you did. No. J- JP's full investigative reporter mode was able to find out. And I remember <laughs> the, your your message was priceless. It was, hi, Yuri. This is JP. We haven't met before. But I'm friends with Benny, we haven't heard from him in a while, and we're starting to worry. Do you know where he is? And within <laughs> seconds, her response was like, "Yeah, fucking dumbass left his phone in an Uber in Chicago. <laughs> I get back? And JP took a screenshot and said to me, and I was like, I like Yuri, I, 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 this this one can stay, uh, please. <laughs> that was tame
2: compared to what she told me. She was like, you fucking idiot. You didn't reach out to anyone to let them know. I thought like, <laughs> that I was enjoying like being disconnected. It's like, well, I guess I'll <laughs> unplug for eight days. Well, and that's the other thing is like, number one, thank God the guy in the Uber answered and bothered to take my phone to a FedEx and get it shipped out but I didn't expect him to but he, he definitely didn't ship it the quickest way so it was like
1: <laughs>
2: two weeks what? Shipping or something what
0: an asshole <laughs> No, he's very, <laughs> very nice. I'm just saying that it know, wasn't the quickest I know, shipping. I know. I know where you're going. Shout out to the Chicago Uber driver who found Betty's phone and got that it back right. to him. That is right. Shout dude. out to Yuri, and you're still Yuri's name on Zoom. You have been for like the last <laughs> 20 episodes, and and I hope it never changes. This is. I hope this doesn't incriminate her at any point where. Somehow all <laughs> yeah. zoom activity goes public and it stops her from like getting an employment opportunity <laughs> because they find the transcripts from all of these episodes.
2: <laughs> That's funny.
0: But how is Mexico, man? Let's talk about that for a second. Where, where in Mexico were you? What was, what was the occasion? It looked awesome.
2: Yeah. Mexico was great. I was in
0: a uh, little town
2: called San Miguel de Allende. Um, which I didn't realize this, um, but it's it's sort of uh, popping up in like the New York Times did an article about San Miguel and a couple other publications. So it's gaining some notoriety, but I had never really heard of it before until my my mom brought it up and I went down with my parents and my sister and her husband uh, and my girlfriend. And it was a great uh, relaxing time. It's a gorgeous town with a lot of history. So uh, for those of you that have not heard about it, check it out. Um, definitely worth uh the the long journey it takes to get there there's there's no direct airport so you have to fly into uh the Leon airport and then it's about an hour and a half drive from there but um it was cool like a lot of new experiences i'd never really taken like a road trip in mexico before so that was fun um and then San Miguel's like close to uh where the mexican war for independence started so there like uh, like i said a ton of history there so if you're a history buff definitely check it out um but yeah, disconnected. It was great. I th- then I set it up great because I came back for uh, on Wednesday night. I took Thursday off from work. Friday was a super relaxed day. <laughs> and Yuri is in Denver for work. She flew into Seattle and then right out to Denver. So I had the house myself for four days um and then uh flipped on grand theft auto 5 which i had not played in a long ass time and just binge gamed for the last couple days (laughs)
0: the best last two weeks get your gta on dude that's right i love how like the highlight of this whole thing is is playing grand theft auto 5 Uh, (laughs) (laughs) what what year did grand theft auto 5 come out 2013 yeah it's been out for a long time yeah the last GTA I played, I believe, was San Andreas, and I think Ooh, I was still was in high school one. when that came out. Big, big CJ fan. <laughs> yeah. <that's
1: laughs>
0: did right. you make him
1: fat or did you make him buff?
0: I made him buff for Fair. sure. Of course.
1: Shocker. Did, I like did to be make like a fat, fat guy in a tank top. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah, that's the fat guys
0: just yeah. running around that fictional LA. Fat guy, fat guy in a little tank. Nice. Well, good to have you back, Benny. You, you missed out. We taught we, J, JP and I got to have the JT Daniels is not coming to Oregon State discussion. And since yeah. I know you did not listen to uh, the episode where JP, JP and I discussed our points about JT, why don't we give you an opportunity to sort of just JT Daniels is not coming to Oregon State. Your quarterback room is essentially Chance Nolan, Tristan Jebbia, and Bengal Branson. What are your thoughts?
2: yeah um i i would i I can't say that it's not a disappointment definitely if the listeners go back and and listen to a couple episodes back where we were really hyped about it especially me um but i do think that um you know chances is going to improve there were a couple things um that were said uh in our sort of season preview uh late um after the season started, once we knew that Chance had the job uh, where it was mentioned that um, Chance has uh, ha- has blown expectations out of the water everywhere that he's been. Um, and I think that uh, D1 college football is um, obviously a, a different game than Juco or or high school. Um, but I, I think with a year under his belt, he's sort of primed to be in the position to do historically what he's done at, at every program he's been at, um, which is to exceed expectations. So that is definitely a glass half, a glass half full way of looking at it. Um, but I do think that there are some legitimate anecdotes in there that would um, indicate that,
0: that that is a realistic possibility. Well said. And JP and I definitely discussed this in depth, so we won't get into this any further. But our birthday is coming up. We need to promote yeah. this a little bit more. May 11th, the Bebeys turned one, a full-ass year old. So maybe that's an excuse for us to get Benny some functional podcasting headphones. uh, The one-year birthday of of our podcast. So uh, May 11th. On Twitter Twitter spaces 8 p.m. Pacific time. it's gonna be fun. we're gonna have a lot of special guests. Uh, we're just gonna bullshit uh, talk any Oregon State sports you want. Obviously the baseball and softball will be kind of the the focus just given the time of year that it is but we'll be talking spring football uh, men's women's basketball whatever anyone wants to talk about and we'll just be you know drinking and having a good good old digital time. All all of the best birthday parties happen digitally, as my twenty second birthday party on Chat Roulette proves. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a party if it's not in a digital space and flirting with uh, breaking the law a little I, bit. I, so. I know we
1: talked about this already, but we should just confirm that you didn't have a birthday party on Chat Roulette, like where you sat there with a cake as. <laughs> as random people cycled through your web. Stream.
0: I don't even care what anyone thinks about this anymore. It's out in the world. No, it was <laughs> my birthday. A party at the the fraternity that I was living at the same fraternity I was in with you two and JP set up a laptop, turned on chat roulette and then projected his screen onto a large screen as chat roulette users both got to witness us playing beer pong and other college birthday activities that are common in the place like corvallis oregon aka the paris of the pacific northwest and their activities were then broadcast to all of the the, the tens of party goers for my uh 20 <laughs> 20 second uh trip around the sun but yeah, so chat roulette will not be involved with this birthday celebration at all. It'll be <laughs> entirely Twitter spaces. No no, no visuals other than the Twitter avatars of the, the various people uh, tuning into the spaces.
1: Good. It'll be a good time. We also have and- an undisclosed amount of free shit and really while supplies last
0: and we're not saying undisclosed to be like we're giving it away to two people because we're cheap oh no there's gonna be a lot like a lot we're saying undisclosed because there's a lot and we don't know the actual number and we don't want to get in trouble by guaranteeing 50 and it ends up being you know 65 or whatever uh there's just we're gonna have a lot of merch to give away so there'll be if you tune in you'll have a very good chance at walking away with free shit and who doesn't love free shit i love free shit
1: i mean especially with our logo on it it's sick
0: I know, for real. That's that's better than most free shit you'll get out yeah. of like a Cracker Jack box. What are you gonna get out of there? Like an Army Man, a sticker, or the same? No, they're all the headphones, stickers now. The headphones that Benny's using. Come on, <laughs> this worthless shit. <laughs> this is usable, yeah, cool branded stuff.
2: Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. I'll, I'll second that.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I forgot to tell you guys. Um, while I was in Mexico. Uh, it was my dad's birthday and my mom got him uh,
0: happy guess, 60 plus birthday to <laughs> Joey. <H>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, just 60 plus plus. Oh, um, no.
1: Do you know exactly but, the age or did you just tell him happy 60 plus? I
0: think birthday? I know exactly yeah. the age based on the last time we gave you shit for this.
1: Yeah, uh, sixty six. Happy birthday, Joe. Yeah. Happy
0: birthday, Papa Joe. You're
1: You're, you're yeah. three away from a nice year. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> i yeah. i hope he has three nice years and then this a very nice year after that
2: <laughs> that's right yeah well uh my mom got him tickets to the civil war this year oh. um two tickets and the other one he gave to me so i'm
0: officially be going to be going down for isn't, the civil
2: war isn't that
0: the same weekend as the pk85 like it's that Saturday. Yeah. yeah okay <clears throat> so we're spending actually do that what- friday i think
2: yeah oh yeah it friday. is a friday
0: okay so we're this is the part of the podcast where we, we make plans that we haven't made yet but do it over the podcast we're yeah. this this means I, i'm spending thanksgiving in in portland a, away from all my living relatives and family members but you guys are my chosen family so as long as someone can be like jp can i have thanksgiving at your house is that cool Sure. I'll I'll make sure you don't slice your thumb off again or whatever the fuck happened oh, yeah, to you. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will be on JP's fingertip watch. But that's you know, <laughs> always when we're hanging out.
2: Um yeah, well, and my dad gets into Portland on Thanksgiving. So I'll be spending the night before Thanksgiving in Portland and maybe okay. a couple days before if the PK eighty five is this
0: will be the best Thanksgiving ever. Hell yeah. It will
2: be fun. Yeah. And then
0: when
1: we win the PK eighty five and the civil war, Feel nice and have the worst Thanksgiving ever,
0: and he's never going to invite us to anything ever again, <laughs> right? Well, we're not on the same, we can't, we're in a different bracket from Oregon in the PK 85, so I don't think we can really ruin that. Well, if we win, it's okay. still probably. Wait, okay, we... so if if we win our bracket and There's... they win their bracket, we don't play each other. I don't think so. I think that it's is ju- the dumbest think, tournament. <laughs> it's not even a. It's not even a tournament. It's just a showcase. We would like to award
2: the 2022 PK85 to Oregon State Beavers. Yeah, and and all these general cheddar- the
0: Oregon Ducks. <laughs> all, 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 <laughs> exactly. Any sense? That's the I feel world like tournament. he just yeah. It's just set up so
1: he can put the ducks in like the worst field, and then that way guarantee they'll win. Yeah. and look just as good as some other like. That's why we have, have yeah. Wins. We
0: have like Duke and Kentucky on our side. Yeah, uh, they have like Portland. Portland State. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that's real, though, because all these older people like like bitching about our generation as the participation trophy generation, it's PK-85, Phil Knight's 85, and he's setting up this tournament to not even have a winner of the tournament. It's just, hey, everyone, come to Portland and play basketball, which I'm not mad at, but just don't call it a tournament because that's not what it is. But it looks yeah. like that turn the first games of that tournament, we don't know exactly – when the or when or who the Oregon State uh, men's and women's teams play uh, and what order. But I think the first games of that tournament take place on Thanksgiving, November 24th, and through that Sunday, the 27th. Mm. And then Civil War football is in Corvallis on Friday, the 25th. So <laughs> fucking sports ball weekend. We're going to have a lot of tickets to buy. And I don't know if we'll get to stay in Corvallis overnight uh, we might be able to. Hopefully, I am. But we'll my mom be also up.
2: booked us a hotel room in Cornwallis. Ooh. Yeah, Wait, which hotel? I don't know. I'm not sure.
0: Hopefully, it's the Garden Inn across the parking lot from Reaser. Then, Ooh, be cool. because those rooms, mm-hmm. as I remember, those rooms all have couches, so JP and I can go and share the couch, and you're in your dad's room, Isn't and then it... we can just walk across the parking lot.
2: Yeah, and Isn't they also the do a little tailgate there.
0: They Isn't do. that the, the hotel
2: room or the hotel where Marcel Jones
0: – I was just going to bring
2: this up. The <laughs> Utah basketball team.
0: Yeah. There is, a, there is a plaque in the parking lot that commemorates
2: it. <laughs> no. Here's when he duped up <laughs>
0: and started screaming like a mad person at 3 a.m. The picture, the picture of the plaque is a ball falling well short of a hoop.
2: Oh, come <laughs> on. The lizard.
0: <laughs> uh, we're haters. We're haters. Um, speaking of basketball, I was at the Timberwolves game last night, Ooh. which tipped off unconsciously late—really nine p.m. But still, that's a late time for a playoff basketball game. It, it didn't is. get out. It's, it, I left Target Center at like twelve thirty a.m., and I had had a drink or two. I'll, I'll just say that. Mm. <laughs> so again, my voice—not a hundred percent. But it's it's still podcastable, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I well, saw your uh, uh the shirt that you posted on Instagram, the I love Pat Bev shirt. And yeah. I let it be known I am not a Patrick Beverly fan, but I it got me thinking how amazing and how great it would be if Oregon State's basketball team, men or women's um had someone like pat bev on on their team because yeah. he
0: is one of the players you hate him if you're playing against them but exactly. oh man
2: do you love him if he's on your
0: team that's why i've I, i've been uh i don't think i loved pat, Be- pat bev at first but for years it's like similar to like matt barnes on the we believe warriors and you know so many so many other good teams it's like just a professional pest and like natural antagonist he reminded he's- me so much of bruce bowen Except yeah, he
2: doesn't wear a bow tie.
0: But, yeah, his his broadcasting career hasn't started. He inevitably will be all over NBA TV when his career is over. Yeah, because that dude sure. is that dude is fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I was at that basketball game. Uh, JP, your Warriors did not quite finish the job today. Had a chance to sweep Denver in Denver.
1: You get that, that gate money, man. You can't just end the series. After I know you want games.
0: You want to win at home. You, you want to come back, win game five at the crib to close out the series.
1: Yeah. And your owners want that too. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: that. so throw this one. Yeah. And so there you go. And uh, Benny, your favorite basketball team in the NBA is not currently playing, unfortunately, but you are wearing a cool retro blazer shirt. <laughs>
1: Oh, look at that, dude. uh, We got our finals gear on. Terry, where's yours? (laughs) Where's my
0: (laughs) That's sick fucking burn. (laughs) I will go put a Minneapolis Lakers jersey on right now. Do not make me flip this. (laughs) 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 That's sick though. Nineteen, is that a hoodie?
2: Oh, yeah, I know. It's it just – Is mine a hoodie? Fun, but... JP's wearing a yeah. T-shirt hoodie, of course. Oh, man, that looks like something Steph Curry would wear for sure. It's, it's something this is, Steph this is Curry team has,
1: This is team issue, dude. Oh.
2: Yeah. Oh, sick.
1: Shout out to my father-in-law for uh, finding me one that he made for if the team. J- if JP
0: were an <laughs> NBA bench player, you would only wear warm-ups with hoods and no sleeves. And and the hood the hood would never come down, no no, no, no matter no matter what you you'd be hoodie mellow in full effect all, yeah, all at all times. Definitely warm
2: up yeah. pants tucked into your socks. <laughs> oh yeah, that would definitely be your <laughs> yeah, line. absolutely. But they'd be all torn.
1: They'd be tearaways with only the bottom button on and the top button on, and then tucked into socks.
0: So, <laughs> so you got my
1: legs as I walk that.
0: a bit. That, that was the like late nineties, early two thousands. Look like that's hot. That's hot. Bottom button action. Yeah. You could see the short. That was sweet.
1: Yeah. It was sweet. It, that led to zip off pants. To be honest, let's and be you real. Could, you
0: could rip those pants. There is like four different pieces of the pants. <laughs> I, I wonder if players ever like lost, or, like equipment managers ever lost track. Cause they always like ripped them and they'd like go flying in like several different directions. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, welcome, listener, to the 45th (laughs) episode of the Bludgeon Peace podcast. We're here not to talk about uh, different kinds of pants that detach very easily in several different pieces, although that would be a good episode, too. We're here today to talk about Oregon State sports and Oregon State sports adjacent things. I am your co-host, Terry Horstman, joined, as I always am, by J.P. Bertram, and welcome back, Fresh and Tan from Mexico, Benjamin Lawrence, Sebastian Hage, Benny with the Good quaff, Benny Scoops, a million other nicknames. That's how you know your legend is growing, Benny, because you have by far the most nicknames out of all of us.
2: Mm-hmm. I love all of them, each and every one.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we should uh, get into our um, beers uh, for this evening. Oh, look at that. Instead of intros, I wrote twos. So we should get into introing introducing some alcoholic beverages for, for this evening and whatever Benny's doing. I know it's April's not quite over yet. Uh, If you want to light a joint with a three foot long lighter again, we would be, (laughs) that's a a way to announce your return to the show. But JP, why don't we, why don't we go to you? You always have something good.
1: Yeah. This is still from the same road beers, PDX delivery service. So having, I haven't made it through all 12 beers that were delivered last week. So, uh, I'm, pa- I'm pacing myself, uh, but this is called the Slay with Three Y's IPA from Stoop Brewing, um, which is based in Seattle. I uh, Stoop <laughs>
0: Brewing, Benny. Have you ever been? I've never even heard of it.
1: Yeah, it's um on Northwest
2: 52nd. Oh, that's up in Ballard. Nice. That's where I used to live. Okay, Shut up, well, Ballard. Uh, oh,
1: yeah, it's cool. there, and this isn't good. Oh. <laughs> uh, probably, that's probably why I haven't heard of it.
0: Dude, you were so happy when you opened that beer and didn't like it because it was from Seattle.
1: I didn't know it was from Seattle. So the I look on I, 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 your I, I fucking
0: so. face right now. <laughs> I don't even need to try to say something negative about Seattle. I'm just going to do it. It, 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 it's not very good
1: I to be to be frank i've really not had any good beers that are from seattle
0: Ooh, mm. seattle listeners we have listeners in seattle this is what you guys don't understand is we have a lot of listeners in seattle and a lot of listeners in eugene and neither and... of you hold back about either city uh, <laughs> I, well, like <laughs> I like doco i like doco too and burrito boy no. shout out burrito boy that will never i'll never I... but
1: uh it's it's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like all the beers I've had from Seattle are just taste
2: kind of sad. Hey, that's it's where I stopped drinking for all intents and purposes with Seattle, so there's a theme <laughs> how, here. How dare you
0: Seattle made <laughs> Betty make the healthiest choice of his life. <laughs> that's how bad the beer is. <laughs> Do you think it would be better if they spelled it with more wise or fewer wise? I don't know.
1: Like, it just tastes like dirty water.
0: So the question you have is simply, why?
1: Why? 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 Like well, water?
0: You've got and a it. Did... Lo- yeah.
1: Yeah. Why? 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 There's three
0: whys. <laughs> That's why there are three whys. So that you can ask with an accelerated level of urgency. Yeah. It's. What, I don't know. It's
2: drinkable. it? It It doesn't slap like Jimmy Lake.
0: No,
1: it does not.
0: Jesus, Benny. I thought you were going to laugh, Terry. That joke
2: was directed at you.
0: I was fishing fishing for it. I think there's two different versions of slap. Let's let's fucking move on. (laughs) (laughs) Not a good beer from Seattle, but maybe if you're in the Ballard area, check out Stoop Brewery. Maybe their other stuff is good. And I like the Ballard neighborhood. I, I've had some good times there um I'm not drinking a beer I what? am I have a night I have a nice alcoholic beverage don't worry I'm not uh copying out but I uh had a long conversation with uh, a woman who is giving away samples at a liquor store recently of this distillery that space I wanted
1: you to leave her alone so bad <laughs>
0: You had a long conversation with
1: someone giving out samples. Do they literally want you to they, walk up, take a sample, go away, and buy the alcohol? They don't. They want you were to ex- talk to them. no. They
0: were explain. <laughs> she had ten different types of alcohol, and she was telling me about each one of them. <laughs> I hate you both with a f- fiery passion, which is why keep, I'm drinking keep Fireball. Going. <laughs> keep going. Do Nord social spirits. It's an incredible distillery uh, local to the Twin Cities <clears throat> um, on here it is advertised as America's first legal black owned distillery legal is uh, in parentheses so I think you know during, during the prohibition days there are, there's probably some you know black owned cool. distilleries then um, so this is the mixed blood whiskey this is their flagship whiskey um, and I am mixing it with uh, a subtle apple liqueur that they also make and this is an incredible just whiskey drink on the rocks that has like a hint of tasting like apple pie so if you like apple pie and you like whiskey it's not overly sweet it's not sugary or anything like that it's just it's got that little apple hint to it that and enough of a you know whiskey bite but it's smooth it's delicious it's a cold windy april night in the Twin Cities, so it's making me feel all warm and fuzzy inside and excited to get into the rest of this podcast episode, even though you guys are breaking my balls already. So I, that's shout out, do Nord social spirits, <clears throat> Terry, Give them how your business, many, order their shit, and it's great. How And many? we talked for 20 minutes, which was a perfectly socially acceptable time to talk minutes? to someone. I got like five different samples.
1: Yeah, but how many of those bottles did you buy? Those two, too?
0: I bought two total bottles.
1: Probably a better conversion rate than most of the people she talks to or gives samples to. So, sure, i well, probably. yeah, after,
0: yeah after I'm not, I'm not costing that
1: poor woman with 80 your presents,
0: times. Hey, my presence, we, my presence is a present to anyone who comes in contact with it. Let's that's be real. true. That's true. And Thank, hey, before you know,
1: we, ch- oh, go ahead, Benny.
0: Well, <clears throat> I was
2: just gonna say, you were saying that that is the uh, first. Legal black owned distillery. That is a story that I'd want to hear. Is black owned distilleries during prohibition?
0: Prohibition, yeah. That oh, would be cool. Yeah. That's not. I'm I'm sure there's uh, some research to be done and some good books to be read. So I, I that um, piques my interest too, Benny. So Ooh, maybe yeah, you maybe know what would be a in really in a good
1: bit. book that you could write about that. <laughs> oh, I...
0: is it called Beard of the Unseen Punch? Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. And punch is like a slang for alcohol
0: unseen I don't think uh my white ass is the one who should write <laughs> history of black- owned distilleries in America uh, it's a project I'd happily read and support um, but it, an- another you know alcohol you could sell the title. story is possible so um, and yes beard of the unseen punch it's at the it's in it's at the bottom of the to-do list and that's where it shall remain JP <laughs> still on the to-do list though. Um, Benny are you drinking tea or CBD water uh coffee Wow and it's uh it's 100%
2: Kona coffee from my trip to Hawaii and it is the opposite Kona to coffee is the opposite of Seattle to beer It it's really good coffee Yep
0: Oh yeah I've had I Kona agree. coffee before it's fucking fantastic yep. It is mm-hmm. Yeah dude Hawaii does like everything right Yep they really do <laughs> shout out to marvin beaverman friend of the pod beaver loyalist native hawaii beaver fans right he's yeah exactly he's the best one fucking chocolate macadamia nuts coffee Mm. spam masobi masubi masubi (laughs) spam marvin will forgive you for that shout out local boys best hawaiian food But they don't have Samasumi. On the on the mainland. I had some amazing food on the island, but
2: I don't know. Local boys might take the cake still. It's just so good. <laughs> so,
1: nothing says authentic like authentic Hawaiian food like Corvallis, Oregon. It's true though. Over over the uh the authentic restaurants oh. <laughs> on the actual islands. <laughs> that's how yeah, a good man. local boys is man uh, it's true yeah it's true hey before we move on can we cheers to um us being yeah the 96th Back. uh top 96th? oh that's
0: right sports yeah, podcast news.
1: in japan
0: the oh, proud got- nation of japan we, we are the made 96th ranked sports podcast in japan there wasn't like an English language qualifier with that either. It was just all no. sports podcast.
2: Yeah, I I asked Yuri because you had made the the hat that says chop them yeah. uh, in Japanese, and I asked Yuri how to say how to write chop em in Japanese, and I was watching her brain explode in her head as I was tra- as she was trying to figure it out. She eventually said, "There's not. There's no way. real." Tr- but real I showed tr- her,
1: her and that. she's
0: like, "If there was, that would be it." Yeah, it's a direct translation to chop them up, right?
1: Yeah, no, that was the first hashtag we used. It was like, chop them all up. <laughs> I was chop like, them all so up. I put chop um, and nothing came up. and I put chop them and that came up and I was like, oh, perfect. And then I did a reverse, uh, a reverse translation on it. And it was like, chop them all up. <laughs> I was like, uh, <laughs> well, while well, the intent maybe is...
0: That's uh, like some G- Aries Targaryen in Game of Thrones, burn them all shit.
1: Yeah. So I chop separa- them all up. <laughs> I separate into two, you know, s- soloed translations and chop and them. And that's what we got. And it, uh, and it's, yeah. it translates actually to chop them. So um, it's a cool beanie. It, it is a cool is. You, can
0: you can find get, it slash merch. Yeah. Along with all of our other merch.
1: It's really our first non-English language uh, merchandise, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's funny because – so you guys know uh, my girlfriend Yuri is is from Japan. She was born and raised there until she was uh, uh, like in grade school. Um, And (laughs) she loves to give me shit for the podcast. Like whenever I go in and record, she's like, oh, are you going to go record with your little friends? But this time, <laughs> she had to acknowledge that it was that what I was showing her was cool about the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. She she couldn't
0: hold it back any longer. We're not yeah. stopping at ninety six either, Yuri. That's we're gonna right. be I'm Japan's going to favorite. are gonna be Japan's favorite sports podcast by the time That's this right. is all over. <laughs> live, right. live show at the top of Mount Fuji, baby. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Drinking
0: Asahi Super Dries love love Japan beautiful country so if you are listening in Japan thank you for, yeah. for helping make this happen yeah. thank you to carlos from whatever <laughs> podcast <laughs> researching agency he works for but hey carlos knows we don't we we trust carlos for for informing us of of this great news so hey, if no- you're
1: a listener in Japan
0: DM uh, us and let us know if you've yeah, helped make this know. happen
1: i'll I'll send you a uh, the first person who does it i'll send you a free beanie
0: that's inexpensive yeah. with international shipping. But, yeah, yeah. so well, that's limit to one. Yeah, <laughs> we we I'll can, send you, the first we'll, one We'll send one <laughs> internationally. Yeah. Um, well, a, a very popular sport in the great nation of, of Japan is, is the sport of of baseball, mm-hmm. and which also happens to be a sport that Oregon State University, uh, also known as the Harvard of the Pac-12, ha- happens to be pretty good at and is good at again this year. As of right now, after sweeping the University of Washington Huskies, while the University of Oregon lost a series to the Washington State University Cougars, your Oregon State Beavers baseball team stands alone in first place in the Pac-12 baseball standings. Many rankings have us as number two in the country. Some of the other dozens and dozens of baseball rankings have us dipping as low as number seven, etc. But a sweep of Washington, two of them in very decisive fashion, very productive weekend at the ballpark for for your Beavs, JP. What do you think?
1: Uh, I'm glad they got the win on Friday uh, with the, the performance that Jerpy had. I mean, there was there was nothing. Nothing that the Huskies could do uh, to to try to like you know stymie his his pitching prowess um, ended up with a 12 Ks over this over a full six innings. He did get uh, a little wild with a hit by pitch and had uh, a couple earned runs given up against him. But oh man, I mean, DJ Carpenter came in and just pitched lights out as well for two and two thirds. And they eked out the uh, the victory in the bottom of the tenth, of course, with the Forrester single after the bases were loaded. Um, and, and like everyone's kind of commenting on the UW choice to uh, walk um, Melton and Boyd uh, after you know Bazana got the triple to to lead off the inning. And I don't really fault them on that, to be honest. No. Like you have to do that because it's just a, it's one run, so. You got a guy at third. All you need is a, uh, well, I guess yeah. I mean, all all you need is like a sack fly at that point. So, um, trying to set the double play wasn't like actually a bad idea. And then, you know, walking two guys to face Boyd <laughs> isn't really the you're, you're you're picking like the the lesser of two evils when you're when you're going up with that. And yeah, I think they gambled and it, I guess uh, sorry, walking to face Forrester, they gambled and and. Uh, it, it didn't pay off. It paid off for us, which is which is wonderful to see.
0: Right. Well, and I don't even think of it as, like, it's not a disrespect thing for Forrester. It's just them trying to create as many ch- chances to get out. Yeah, exactly. And with this lineup, too, it's, you kind of, if you're more well, do scared... you add? Yeah. Yeah. If, even if you're just a little bit more scared of Bizana than you are of Forrester, then... You make the two intentional walks because there's no other way you're gonna gonna win without it. So,
1: but like, let's say you could just keep walking guys, like, where do you stop in this lineup? Uh, you really can't, you can't, and be like, all right, this is the guy I will choose to pitch to. So, they had to, and the bases were loaded, and <laughs> and Forrester, uh, as we like, said, confirmed with the uh College of Forestry, Foresters are known to chop them, just like our friend <laughs> B recruiting pointed out that uh, carpenters are. Also known to chop them. So this team is full of chop them
2: enthusiasts. Just chopping all around. Yeah. Also, how about Wade Meckler being able to get on base safely in 38 straight games? Uh, That would be uh, certainly every game this season. Um, That's an incredible feat that I didn't realize until
0: I saw... Uh, Mark you, I told you guys there. that Wade Meckler was going to get on base safely in all of the first 38 games. And you both said, no fucking way. We're <laughs> oh, wet blankets. We're negative <laughs> nancys. This unbreakable feat can't happen. And I said, yes, he can. Who's who's the negative Nancy now? <laughs> Speaking of which, Jacob Melton Homered again, I believe he needs twelve more to break the school record. Yeah. And I hope he gets there. And I think he will get there. Hell yeah. That's if right.
1: he yeah, he just needs to keep hitting a couple every series or else uh it's gonna be it's gonna be tight. I don't know. I mean like I don't really <sighs> I was all about it at the beginning that I thought he was going to do it. The little lull of home runs and the illness has made it really, really tough. But 22, baby. Let's get there.
2: Let's do it. Yeah, He can do it. Well, and our upcoming schedule is going to be so tough. (laughs) Five out of our next eight games are against uh, the Oregon Ducks. uh, And then we have at Arizona and uh, against UCLA. Yep. Those that is going to be a, a really difficult stretch for us. I think that uh, we've set ourselves se- self up nicely um where we control our our own destiny at this point. Yep. Um And i think tennessee's sort of solidified in there as as the number one seed like they would have to fuck up royally for us to be able to get the number one overall seed but i think it's ours to lose the number two overall seed host regionals and host super regionals if that goes well um and and guys i i know you are aware of this uh because i was i was texting you about this but i watched the 2018 recap on the college baseball world series Uh, Which was a good one. It It was was a a pretty good one. one. Um, uh, If we go to Omaha, we're going. I know we've talked about it, but I just have to re-emphasize we are going if that happens. We should get tickets
0: now, for real. I know. And then just just sell them if things go Um, pear-shaped. Quick note, Meckler's actually reached in all 39 games uh. this season. More than 38. And also, just... Big, big shout out to the Beaver fam. Uh, Per the Oregon State notes from OCBeavers.com, today's game drew 3,933 people to Goss Stadium at Coleman Field. It was a beautiful day. Eighth largest crowd in the Goss era and the fifth largest for a regular season game there. So keep showing up, showing out, and supporting these student athletes. Awesome, awesome turnout. Great atmosphere. And I think it's getting hard to get tickets. Exactly. Well, I, you mentioned that we won uh, obviously we're we're a superior team to Washington and game, the game on Friday night was a little bit of a squeaker. <laughs> and may I'm not saying we underestimated Washington, but at this level uh, every everyone's good. You can't uh, underestimate anyone. So for, right. for them to get through, you you know you're going to at least in a series like this, take, take at least one pretty tough game. Uh, maybe two and possibly three. So for them to get through the tough one on Friday night and then take care of business and lead no doubt with a, an 8-0 and 7-1 decisions on Saturday and Sunday. on had a beautiful day in Corvallis in front of a big crowd. That's that's where things just start to feel like they're aligning for a special year for a special group. It's it's hard not to be super excited right now.
1: Yeah, I think these next eight are going to be really interesting because we talked about this last time or two times ago. Like we were kind of giving the schedule maker some shit about the whole like road road split road series with Oregon bookending the road series against Utah. Right. So I'm still very curious to see how the team performs in this stretch. I mean, this is like a pretty grueling stretch of baseball. Um yep. it's it's going to be telling you know, the the game against UP on the 10th, which they looked pretty decent too even when we played them uh, up here in Hillsboro. So when we get through that, I'll feel pretty good about where we're probably going to land in the standings. And right now we are in sole possession of first place in the conference, which is awesome, but there's a lot of games that he played still yep. and and uh, what five of them are against our rival, who would love nothing less than to spoil our season.
0: And I will—I have to point this out. We were—we were one in five against Oregon last year. Yeah, or one in four. However many times, but we only beat them once last year. And they are—they're—they're uh, they're a talented team. They're in the top twenty-five as well. Uh, and they, you know, they for sure want to play the play the spoiler and knock us down a, a peg or two. Do we – these two Oregon games, do these count for conference record? Do we ever get clarity on that? Because I know one year that, that this happened, they didn't. No idea. But, all right. Yeah. Um, and Mike Rooney, <laughs> if you're listening, <laughs> I know you are. Uh, if, if anyone knows, obviously, we're, we're not experts on this shit. We're just fans, and we're stoked on this team. But also, yeah, we – these random one-off, two, I guess two-off Tuesdays, uh, April 26th in Eugene and May 3rd in Eugene. It, it feels weird for that to be included in conference. Like, are the other local teams, like do Cal and Stanford do this? Do UW and Wazoo do this? I don't know. I, I get that it makes sense for games because they're just up the road and it's a minim- minimal travel time. But uh, it seems, seems dumb. Uh, the whole thing seems dumb but next 5 Oregon Utah at Oregon at Utah at Utah at Utah at Oregon then home series against Oregon baby so a lot, lot of beaves ducks in, in the, the next uh next 2 weeks here so Chopper. civil civil war baseball hopefully chopping down some ducks fuck yeah. the ducks might have might have a peaking duck for for dinner one of these nights <laughs> or, a, or a duck confit sandwich. Lots Dude, of, I lot. had a
1: dream that I was eating duck like two days ago. It it was very well. weird. Yeah. yeah. Why is that? It's a, it's not, I mean, I've never really had duck before. I, I mean, I've it had, I've, I've tried it, but not like yeah. the feast that I had in front of me in my dream. So <laughs> Just feasting on
0: duck. Yeah. It makes Make, sense now. It makes making, total sense. Making Dan Lanning watch yeah, you just go, ooh, <laughs> another bite. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. one was all fat, but I ate it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I just chew it forever and just chewing on
1: right in front of him. <laughs> no.
0: Um, and while, while we're on this topic, I didn't do any research beyond reading one tweet, and it was a tweet about Oregon football from Nick Daschle, who is an Oregon State reporter. Uh, I've, I've never thought Dashell to be much of a much of a homer. I think he's just a journalist who does his job and does it well. Uh, said the Oregon spring game was sloppy as hell. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, just nothing, nothing really looked good. And, you know, even though I'm watching the NBA playoffs, I'm watching my own team. I'm concerned with my own life and my own goals. Not worried about what other people are doing. We are the 96 best sports podcast in japan right now the university of oregon does not concern me but it does a little bit because i felt a little bit of schadenfreude when i i heard how shitty their spring game was <laughs> so yeah that's all i got thanks Great. for infor- thanks for keeping the people informed Ashel. yeah <laughs> all Good. i got
1: was like bo nix looks like he's their guy so have fun with that one <laughs>
0: Uh, well, I guess he's got to be somebody's guy. Kind of glad he's the 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 silver lining of JT Daniels not coming to Oregon State is that Bo Nix also not coming to Oregon State. Yeah. So there there is good news, Beaver fans. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anything else on baseball before we uh, before we move on a little bit?
1: Oh, I actually. So did you guys see the? I sent it to you actually. The Josh Warden uh, thing note about the game yesterday, which is just just highlights the dominance of this program and the team right now where in the first inning of the Saturday game, the first 20 pitches to OSU hitters were uh, zero outs recorded six batters faced three runs scored, which was more than UW scored in the entirety of the game. So uh, these guys are disciplined. They can strike at the right opportunity. And, uh, our pitching can hold up to make sure that these leads, uh, stay ours. And it's, yeah, that just exemplified everything that I think about this team for this season in that one, that one first inning. Mm
2: -hmm. Right. Yeah. This team, like I said, it's primed up to, to make some noise in the postseason. Um, the pitching got figured out seemingly. Yeah. Um, and the bats are getting hot at the right time um and, sure and like are. you were saying terry it's like you have to pick your poison when you're when you're pitching to uh the lineup that that we have um there's no easy outs uh, and and every batter is going to make those pitchers work so right. um, so th- those are the two things you want going into the-
0: postseason yeah well shouts to josh warden for a couple of reasons why being just a fantastic resource for for all things Oregon state baseball as he had an all season but that also has talked about the smart bats that this team has a, a few times and we, we've nerded out about you know like 12 pitch bases loaded walks that that they take uh it's awesome it's not just guys who are super talented and can just fucking rake uh because you you can get you can get far by doing that and trying to outslug teams but you know bats will will cool they'll heat up they'll cool down there i haven't and i haven't watched every at bat and every out of every game but i haven't seen a bad at bat at-bat yet like no. it's guy like you know they'll get out pitched sometimes when they when they face good pitching uh they, you know they've uh not you know gotten gotten to pull the ball the right way. You made you know certain certain mistakes, but there hasn't been a bad at bat. No one's swinging at garbage, uh, or no one's like really laying off uh, meatballs either. Like they're ch- they just know themselves incredibly well for a college sports team. Like this, the wisdom beyond this kid's ears is on full display when when you watch them play, and that's really exciting because that is something that does make a huge difference when you're playing teams like Tennessee and Arkansas. On a national stage, and not just uh, in your in your home ballpark. Yep. Dope. Hell yeah. Benny, have you watched the? I, I know you have watched this before, but since you're on this 2018 College World Series kick, ha- have you watched the video that's during the game two Oregon State rally, but just from the point of view of the Arkansas TV? Uh, news news no, person. I'm going to watch his, that tonight. The live no. shot, he, he, there's not showing the game. It's just him reacting. He's getting the score reported in his ear. He's like, oh, totally, seen that. he's totally set up to be like in front of the stadium <laughs> just so that they can get the, and the Hogs have won the College World Series. It's pandemonium <laughs> here. And he's just like, he's ready to do it. He's like, oh, um, yeah. And Oregon State just tied the game. Oh my God! They're telling me Oregon State tied the game. Uh, that, that's brutal. <laughs> but you know what? We've we've got our guys coming out. It's just a tie game, and and what's that? Oh, they hit another home. They hit another home run. Okay, damn it! Oh <laughs> I don't know what to say. I hear Oregon State fans going crazy, and he's he's a pro till the end. But you can. <laughs> It's that like episode in The Simpsons with uh, Ralph Wiggum. You can pinpoint the moment the heart breaks just on <laughs> camera and it's beautiful. <laughs> I have seen that. Oh, man. Well, we got to keep the good news and good vibes and happiness rolling to women's golf, Oregon State Women's Golf. We are a golf podcast. Yeah. And a golf school. And a golf school. Mm-hmm. Plug the uh, belligerent beeves and Tristing Tree merch on our merch store. Women's golf one of the best finishes in conference tournament history ever, finishing second in the pack, invading the country club, the Eugene, Oregon country club, you, Eugene, the Eugene. Yep. And played one of the best rounds tournaments that, uh, that this team uh, has ever played uh, all, all of uh, all five Oregon state players finishing in the top 25 uh, in the conference Big ups see you, ladies. Our podcast started in uh, the infantile days of our podcast was when the NCAA ripped you all off and fucked you guys over. And we've, we've felt kinship since since that moment. So loves to see this. I, I dare the NCAA to try and pull some shit like this, like this uh, again this year. Uh, but he, second in the pack, Oregon State Women's Golf. Big, big fucking deal. Yeah. Coming I'm... back with vengeance.
1: I know, and what's funny is if you, they uh, we fault the Pac-12 a lot, but uh, they let them play through. I guess you know what was a, a fairly wet uh, final mm-hmm. day, so um, at least the grounds were, and you know the the ladies showed out and and uh, did great. I think there's a note that's like that none of none of the golfers had anything worse than a bogey in that final right. round. Wow, um, which is yeah, just. <laughs> Mind-blowing to me, (laughs) but I think to most even, you know, par uh, golfers or scratch golfers would probably assume uh, or would claim the same that that's a very, very good round as a team, especially. Um, Yeah, this is our best finish since we finished sixth in the conference 30 years ago, almost. So this team is on the rise. Um, I think it's really cool to have seen this the last few years. But Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's remarkable what they've done to this program so far this last couple of of seasons.
0: Yeah, and JP, you mentioned the the grounds weren't in in great shape. Um, You know, it was was a soggy, foggy, wet day, Uh, and (laughs) Kelsey Webster, Ellie Slama, and Issy Taylor all fired. one, that's directly from the uh, the release that I'm re- reading, but all fired a one under seventy one, a bit better than my game, uh, just just by a little <laughs> bit. Um, so. and, and Chase Gomez was it was even. None none of them scoring worse than than a, than a bogey. Um, and we came into this. Ranked 28th in the nation by Golfstat.com uh, on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, April 27th, we'll find out uh, where we play in the uh, first round of the NCAA division one uh, women's tournament um, that will be made at 1 PM on golf channel uh, Pacific time and streamed on the website as well. And you can, I, they're playing a bunch of features and videos and news on pack 12.com uh, this whole week. So you can, See a lot more of of the action from the conference tournament. Uh See this incredible you know finish that we had. We tied with Stanford, who came into the the competition as number one in the fucking conference. So yeah, a- exciting stuff. And like that, we mentioned this was a team that didn't get its chance to play in the NCAA Division or NCAA uh, tournament last year. Yeah, and they're, they're where's playing... the regional last year? Is
1: that Baton Rouge? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't see <laughs> I don't see Bad Rouge on the uh <laughs> the locations this season. So um hopefully when it comes to regionals they'll they'll be able to to play regardless of how the grounds are determined to be. It looks like the uh regional play won't happen until May 9th. So they have some time off to come back. Um it's warming up in Rest. the northwest. They get back, practice at uh, legendary Tristine tree and work on their game to start uh may 9th through 11th and it looks like it could be either at stanford or uh in tennessee franklin legends club they could go to albuquerque which would be pretty sweet they can go to ann arbor stillwater and tallahassee so um all around those are great locations to play golf i would love to play any of those spots but uh i would love for them to be close to home that'd be cool if they're in stanford
0: yeah, that'd be awesome. That's yeah. A huge contingent down there to show up and show up. All right. Well, great job, ladies. On the the bad news front, like, it's kind of good news. Got bad news from a wins-loss standpoint. Good news from an effort standpoint. Uh, Oregon State softball, uh, one of our, our favorite teams to cover and talk about, drops three straight to UCLA, one of the best teams in the country, all at home and all by one run. No, again shows us that this team is right there competing with the best of them you know they they got the right attitude they carry themselves the right way they have great energy uh if you saw you know our, our the tweets from our friend and Nicola and, and frankie hamudi the frankie vibes tweets were awesome they've got their own little mini chainsaws and stuff in the dugout and i love on that the field. <laughs> i love this team so much and you see ucla is Always making runs uh, to Oklahoma in yeah. in the postseason. They're currently ranked number four in the country. So, and you can't go toe to toe with them three games in a row and call that a fluke. It sucks that they're taking three losses f- from this weekend, but that those three losses easily could have been three wins or 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 one and two or two and one. It just sucks that it's a three game sweep at the hands of the Bruins. But but damn, this team is close and they're they're fun.
1: It's just, I think that this list lends to. I'm trying to spin this in like a positive light because it's heartbreaking. We talked to this last week. I literally said, I want to see how they respond against UCLA. That was a tall ask, clearly, to see if they could win a series. And we said, if they would have won that, uh, the one against UW, at, you know, the final game and that bad call to plate, then it would be okay if they only took one against UCLA as well they have you know been swept in both instances and all one one run losses um the part that i Dude. like it's rough yeah. it's rough the part that i like is this like f- half the roster are freshmen yeah literally 90% of the roster are underclassmen this is such a good Learning experience and just gaining that experience of what's it gonna take to win these close games against these great ball clubs in crunch time of conference play. And while it's gonna, I think it's gonna sting this year, I think that this team rode a lot of highs and they've quietly had some lows too, right, with some of these losing streaks. I I only see some upward trajectory from this program with this squad. And so I I think that this is going to be one of those like years where they get to a point, they just can't go any further because they just don't know how to do it yet. And I think this last series and the last two series have kind of been the foreshadowing of what's to come. I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if they go on a huge run because they're streaky and they are they are really really talented. However, they just ha- don't have that experience yet, and so the adversity of losing these last six this closely, I mean that is that's just a heartbreaker. So we'll, uh, again, we'll see how things go through the year. I said they need to get one at least from UCLA. They, to get, they we've talked about sweeping Oregon and Eugene, and.
0: That would help. That would they help. Should
1: take they should take the series against Utah, but it, it's a rougher downward spiral right now because of how close every game was and how much right. they fought for all of these games and made it made it a game every single time. So, right
2: again, the, yeah. We'll see how how they reply. That's it. I I would tend mm-hmm. to agree with you, Jay, but I, I will reiterate what you said about them being streaky. They've only had one instance where they've either won or lost a game. Uh, and have that shy away from their streaks of they're on a winning streak, losing one, and then winning the next, it's, it's all just runs. Like they had, you know, six wins in a row followed up by this seven game losing streak. So if there is a team to do
0: it, uh, it seems like this team is sort of (laughs) potentially that team. And where... I don't know if all of this will be for for, for this year or, or come to fruition this year, or if this is you know laying foundation for for next year and beyond. But it does say a lot. That there hasn't been the frustration. I'm I'm sure they're frustrated as hell. I I would be, but to lose six straight games by one run, like I'm I'm kind of shocked that there wasn't a blowout in there. Like you you would expect a young team playing against some of it the best competition it'll see, and just not like that game against UW not getting the call that can you know. A, a, turn, turn a, turn a result your way, uh, where it should have. Like you can, you sort of expect there to be one ten o in there. That's just like, oh, this is just the moment's too big. Whatever. The fact that the six straight one run exactly. games against yeah. teams that will likely be in Oklahoma, like that shows a lot of fortitude. That shows a lot of heart. That shows. Uh, a lot of skill, too, just to hang with those teams uh, beyond, beyond your years. So I think it is it is overall a good sign. It's a good sign with a bad taste. And hopefully we see this uh, bear fruit in the coming series and the rest of this year. But I think uh, when you see this team crushing it next year and, and the year after that and the years to come, uh, you'll be able to attribute a lot of that to the positive and negative experiences of this 2022 season.
2: Agreed.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. That's what I was trying to to get at. It's yeah, just like sure. they, These are tough losses, and and it wasn't always that they just like blew the game. They were fighting back a lot of the time. So like even today, right? Like they got two in the bomb, the seventh. They tried to make it a game, and they just they just couldn't make it even. Um, they've got a lot of fight in them. They got a lot of inexperience and in youth. They also have a lot of fight. And that's why I wouldn't count them out at all this season, but it wouldn't surprise me either. If they just became a moment that they aren't prepared for just because of the fact that they're young. I mean, I, like you can't, <laughs> you don't gain experience without going through it first. And I think that that's kind of where this team is at is they're going through it right now. And it's only going to bode well for the, for future years, but, it also would not surprise me at all if they just you know said fuck it we're gonna we're gonna run off like twelve straight. I mean they could they have the capability to do that. So we'll see what happens.
0: We will see what happens. Um, again, uh, big series against Oregon coming up. Team is currently uh, thirty one and fifteen on the season, but yeah, with that ugly seven game losing streak. So hoping uh, that Laura Berg and the squad can turn it around if. You're in Oregon. If you're in Eugene, we have, like I mentioned, lots of listeners in Eugene. We love our Eugene listeners. April 29th, April 30th, and May 1st at Oregon. Uh, that, those games will be on Pac-12 networks. But if you're around, get get there in person. You know, the, the some a little birdie on my shoulder mentioned that. Uh, Fans aren't turning out for for duck baseball games, and maybe that's true for, for for softball. So let's let's go swell the scene with some black and orange and some belligerent beeves gear. Uh, those are <laughs> three games against Oregon next week. Then the regular season, May twelfth through the fourteenth against Utah at Kelly Field at home on the campus of Oregon State University in Corvallis, Oregon, the Paris of the Pacific Northwest. Get out! You got six more chances to see guaranteed to see this amazing softball team in person, all in state. So get, get your ass to the field. Be loud. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Tell them the baby sent you. They probably won't say anything in response to it, but tell like, them anyway, <laughs> tell them you can't spell <laughs> chop them without hope. And they'll say, okay, I didn't say you couldn't. And they said, yeah, yeah. yeah, bet your ass. You I right. don't even, don't even try. Don't yeah. even search
2: for podcasts in
0: Japan before. Yeah. yeah. The '96 one about sports was us. Yeah, page us. five.
1: Page five. Page
0: five. Page five is where the good shit is. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I guess we page <laughs> four. I don't know how that works. I don't know. I think page uh, five. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and moving on uh, a little bit, um, Aneka from Oregon state <laughs> women's, uh, track and field set a school record in the triple jump. Uh, that's you know, pretty, pretty exciting shit. Not the single jump or the double jump, Benny, the triple jump, Damn. uh, the junior from San Luis Obispo posted a mark of, uh, 48.25, breaking Michelle Turney's former record, uh, and taking second place in, in the in the meet. So shout out, um, Aneka, good stuff. Uh, also, Oregon State women's rowing, sweeping the Dexter Lake. Invite your number 14 Oregon State's women's rowing team. All four beaver boats finishing ahead of the field of Gonzaga, Loyola, Marymount, Portland, and San Diego. All of those sound like schools that should be good at rowing. I'm using, <laughs> Not even using Ben Benny's logic because Gonzaga and <laughs> Portland are above the Mason Dixon line, but it, it just feels you know. I bet Gonzaga is good at rowing. Probably, yeah. There's there's a river that goes through Spokane. I believe they they row on that shit. And, I feel like it's like a quest Ooh, season, be cold,
2: right? Like it's, yeah. That's uh, why they that's rich, why they're good rich schools would be good. Yeah, I, I I did get a chance to visit the um, the olympic training facilities down in san diego one time and one of the people that we got to meet was one of the women rowers on the u.s olympic team and <laughs> that has to be the hardest sport in terms of like physical exertion when they were show i mean it's just like constant right you think soccer they're running constantly all the time yeah it's just uh, it, it, like
0: giving hundred and ten percent for way longer than what the human body should. Right, and so. you've got to be totally in sync with the other, you know, nine oh, yeah. people in in the boat with you. Um, I I, I want to be the coxswain, the one who just yeah. yells at everyone. That's what I do. Do it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you you you're suck. The
0: of the, you're the coxswain of this podcast, JP. That's I would true. yell both, at the other boats. Are. Exactly. Is there a
1: position where I could just sit in a boat and yell at all the other boats?
0: <laughs> right. On on this time, if anyone needs a book recommendation, uh, "The Boys in the Boat" by Daniel James Brown is a story about the 1936 men's U.S. men's rowing team that won gold in Nazi Germany ahead of World War II. It's a fascinating read. And JP, just for you, uh, it's it's the it was the team from University of Washington. So. Oregon State adjacent, Pac-12, whatever. Not us, but g- good for you, Huskies. I guess uh, they they had a coxswain who uh, who talked shit, and I guess they beat Syracuse in like the final regatta or whatever it was to qualify for the Olympics. And as they're passing Syracuse's boat, he leaned over and said into the ear of the coxswain of their boat, "Go to hell, Syracuse." And in nineteen, and, and 19- how close were they? I mean, it's I don't know. It's I I, I wasn't there, but it's it sounded like they were pretty close. But to say go to hell, Syracuse, in 1935-36 is like the equivalent of blasting Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill at <laughs> at, at your foe. JP, please play five seconds of Dreams <laughs> and Nightmares. I Meek was Mo- waiting
2: for that. Dreams of foe, nightmares come true. It was time to marry the game, and I said, yeah, I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's some top-shelf shit-talking shit for the 1930s, baby. So, in the book by James Rohn. great book.
1: Coxes, they actually have a thing that's called a Cox box. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are eleven years old.
1: <laughs> it amplifies it's my Cox thing. in
2: a box. JP, play five seconds <laughs> of oh "Dick God. in a Box" <laughs> 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 by the SNL oh. no, people.
0: Take a look inside. It's my dick in a box. It's in a box. <laughs> we have gone oh my god we have got unhinged we should we should should wrap this up (laughs) before it gets uh much more unhinged than this uh thank you again for tuning in to the 45 episodes of this shit now we won't hit 50 before the first birthday but that milestone's coming up too right now we're like we're like jordan on the comeback number 45 thank you for rocking with us for all 45 episodes of this <laughs> unhinged bullshit of beaver love and fandom. Uh, it's it's an honor uh, to, to rock with you. Every, every opportunity we get. For my esteemed co-host, J.P. Bertram, that is the Trill J on Twitter, to Trill to be real, and at J.P. Bertram on Instagram. And my other co-host, back from Mexico, back Woo-hoo! not for the first time. He will miss another show, and he will come back from that show.
1: Don't
0: do with, it with 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 a more dope quaff, uh, with high high top fade, throwback blazer shit. Drinking coffee at eight thirty p.m. On, on a Sunday. <laughs> it's Benny with the good quaff. Benjamin, Lawrence, Sebastian, Wehage at Benny L nineteen eighty six on your social media channels, and me, Terry Horseman at Terry Horseman on Twitter at Terrence Horseman on instagram thank you again for tuning in check out our merch on belligerentbees.com slash merch join the patreon to get into the discord and hang out with all of us Uh, it's popping off in there it's a great time remember that you can't spell chop them without hope remember may 11th may 11th twitter spaces our first ever birthday party our first ever, fir- our first and only first birthday party. Yeah. It can only happen one time. It's insane. And unlike one-year-olds, we will remember this birthday party. I we will,
1: might. I will always.
0: We'll probably but have like to... one-year-olds. The birthday isn't for
2: us. It's for everyone else. It's yeah, for you. It's good point, yeah. Buddy.
0: It's a great. It's a great time. There's gonna be some special guests. So remember, May 11th tell all of your friends and hey oregon state university bring back bernice beaver the people have spoken bring her back and while you do that also remember that no matter how hard you try in any language you cannot spell chop them without hope number 96 in japan baby chop them <laughs> chop them chop